Welcome to the Life Chapters podcast, Real Women, Real Stories. Hi, I'm Stacey, and I am super passionate about showing everyday women like you that they really do have a story to share. In my opinion, everyone deserves to be heard. And on this podcast, you will get to meet some pretty fabulous women who have amazing stories to tell. Some of the stories you hear might trigger you, but they're all spoken by the women who lived them. Some of them will make you smile, some of them might make you cry. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Life Chapters podcast. This week, I am going to be digging into something that's quite personal, but I want to set the scene. So many people say to me that they don't want to share their private life all over the internet, whether it be clients I'm working with, trying to dig around into their stories, whether it's big organizations and I want to try and persuade them to be a little bit more personable. But loads of people say to me they don't want to get really private online. And I get it. I totally do. We've all seen the scandals of politicians and famous people whose Twitter posts from 10 years ago come back and bite them in the bum. Because when you put something out there in this online world, it's out there and you can't take it back. But I want to I want to talk to you about the difference between what is private and what is personal. Private things are private things. And absolutely, I am not in the business of getting you to dig around in your knicker drawer and pull out the dirty washing and flaunt it for all to see. I'm not asking you to open the closet and pull out all the skeletons because some things should and rightly so remain private. You might have decided that even though you run an online business, that actually your kids and your husband are off limits. That's absolutely okay. So when I work with my clients, we do an exercise together, which is trying to differentiate between what is private and what is personal. And we come up with two lists and the lists are never finished because things change. Life changes. Hey, I am the first person to tell you that life will throw you a million and one curved balls. So the decision that you might have made about something being private is always going to change. So if you think about it, what are the things that need to stay private in your life? What about those school days, arguments, incidents, things that happened, people you met, relationships that went bad, tragedies, illnesses, redundancies, the list is endless. Think back, take a moment, close your eyes and think back over your life. There'll be some stuff in there that you want to keep private. Now, you might tell your partner, you might talk to your husband or your wife, you might sort of confide in somebody, but is that for public consumption over the internet. And something around setting your own boundaries is really, really empowering because you get to call the shots. You get to say what is personal and private and what stays that way. And you also get to choose what is for public consumption. And when I work with my clients, we do a lot of work around this because it's really important that each individual client I'm working with is crystal clear over the things that they will talk about and the things that they will not talk about. 
And it's not my job to tell them which things are which. They have to sort this out for themselves. I'll hold their hand and I'll help them and I'll ask them lots of questions, but I can't tell them what should or shouldn't be made public. And this is a, it's not an exact science because something that you thought has to stay private over time might change and you might be willing to talk about it. And this week in my own content across all my different platforms, I've shared something that up until now, I didn't feel quite ready to share. I didn't feel like I was ready to open up that part of my life. And I've changed my mind because I've spoken about it this week. And it's it's been really powerful. The feedback I've had from people has been really powerful. Four years ago, I had a radical hysterectomy. They found a tumour on my womb. And within the matter of six weeks, I had been told that I had to have this major operation. And talk about rugs being pulled out from under you. It was as if somebody had yet again pulled another rug out from under my feet, just when I was finding my feet again. Angus and I had been married for just a little over a year. And we had spoken at length about trying for a baby. We had thought about, shall we have a child? Shall we not have a child? We discussed all the financial implications. We'd laid our hearts bare and we'd we'd come to the conclusion that yes, we absolutely wanted to build our family. We wanted to have a child together, a brother or sister for Rona, Angus has no children, so this would have been his first child. And we made that decision. And yeah, as couples do, we had fun trying. Um, But I was suffering. I was suffering big style with my periods. I was bleeding excruciatingly heavily, flooding through so much sanitary where you could never believe it. There were days where I was traveling for work and literally had to pack change of clothes because I couldn't get on a one hour train journey without flooding. I remember going to a hotel and crying because the bed sheets were white and I just knew that it didn't matter what I did that I would end up with stained bed sheets in the morning and that feeling of not knowing what your body is doing. It it was horrible. It really was a tormented time. I was bleeding for three weeks. I would have a week off. I would be in so much pain. And I kept going to the GP. I kept going and saying, this is not right. And eventually my GP sent me to the gynecologist. And I remember going, I went on my own, Angus, um, at that time, we still did not live in the same house full time. We had a lovely sort of weekend only marriage, which was great. And I went to the gynecologist and it was a lovely gentleman with a lovely nurse sort of chaperone. And he said to me sort of there and then, do you mind if I do an internal scan? And I said, not at all, because I just I was desperate. I was desperate to get to the bottom of this problem because life was hell. Life was, I was so unhappy. 
and it was beginning to affect my work. It was beginning to affect my moods. It was beginning to affect my relationship with Rona, my relationship with Angus. I was turning into a snappy cow. So I said yes. And he did that internal examination and that internal ultrasound. And within seconds, he knew there was a problem. And the, the ball was rolling from then on in. And very, very quickly, we got the diagnosis. And he, in his, in his expertise and his professionalism, he talked me through the, the, the sort of diagnosis and the options on the table. And the only option on the table was a radical hysterectomy. I was 40 years old. I wanted another child. I had only been married a year. And yet the doctor told me that I wasn't allowed to have any of those things. And very quickly, within three weeks, I was booked in and I was in the hospital signing the consent papers the night before for this radical hysterectomy. So um, I, I had to sign to say that I was happy for him to take everything and that you have to sign the consent forms because you then also have to consent that if anything goes wrong, they will act to do what they can. And I remember holding it together in that hospital room when he came for me to sign these papers and he explained the procedure yet again. This consultant was excellent. I, I th thought he was a brilliant consultant. He had an excellent manner about him. He was very informative but he was also human. He was a dad. He was a husband. He understood the emotions that were going through my brain. And I'm quite sure Angus's brain at the same time. So I signed the consent forms. Angus went home and I was left in, in the room on my own to contemplate this life thing that was happening to me because my choices had been snatched away. I wasn't allowed to choose to be a mum anymore because I had to choose my life over trying for a baby and potentially going down a route that I did not want to go down. So my my choice to be an, a mum again was snatched away from me and I felt bereft. I felt guilty. I felt so bad, not just for me, but for Angus as well. And I felt like I had failed as a woman and that night, I remember crying myself to sleep. I don't even know if I slept. I think I sobbed most of the night. And for me, it was a, it was a, it was a kind of grieving. It was a kind of saying goodbye to a part of my life because I was never going to come back from this place, and it wasn't going to be okay, and I wasn't going to have what I wanted. So, I I did go through a process of grief, and I had to. I had to come to terms with that. The next morning I was wheeled down to theater and I had a four hour operation and there was no turning back. And that feeling of guilt was the overriding feeling because I felt so guilty that I could not give Angus a child. I felt so guilty that I could not give Rona a brother or sister. I felt so guilty that I wasn't getting another child. And it sounds irrational now when I speak about it, but actually it was really difficult. And the, there was complications after my operation. 
I took an allergic reaction to one of the medicines that they gave me. I went into anaphylactic shock. I ended up in hospital for a lot longer than I should have done. And physically, my body healed. Physically, my body got over that trauma. And I didn't have the monthly periods. I didn't have the excessive bleeding. I didn't have the trauma of going to work and wondering whether I would need a fresh pair of trousers to get me through the afternoon. So physically, my body recovered. It probably took about four months. But my brain was much slower. My emotions were very much trying to play catch up with my body. And for many, many months, that feeling of guilt, I carried around my shoulders. And it took a long time to work through those feelings. And it took a long time to sort of be honest and open with Angus and say that I was hurting because I didn't get what I wanted. And that there's a piece of ego that comes in there because, yeah, I, I wanted another child and I didn't get it. So it's that two-year-old child that stamps her feet and says, I want, I want, I want, but I couldn't get. And those emotions are hard to deal with. Those emotions are things that, that are not just, oh, put a sticking plaster on it and get on with it. You, you, I believe that you really do have to work them out. I had the most amazing husband who was willing to listen to the irrational rants that his wife went on and still hold me and say, it's okay. And over time, those wounds, those emotional wounds have healed. And now I feel ready to talk about this because there may be somebody listening right now who is going through the same thing, who is facing the same choices, whose choice has been taken away from her. I just want to tell you that if you need an ear to listen, then please reach out. I have not walked your shoes and I do not know what you're going through. But if you need somebody to listen, if you need somebody who can maybe understand, then reach out. And this is why I am a big advocate for sharing those personal stories when the time is right. When you feel that you are able to share those emotional traumas, the hurt, the pain, all those things you've been through, when you feel you're ready to share them and you can talk about them from a place of healing, then they are powerful stories. They may have absolutely nothing to do with what you do for a living, what your business is all about, but actually they make you human. They make you a real human being. And in the online business world, we buy from humans. So I want to know who you are. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to get under your skin a little bit. And what I'm doing is, and I'm showing by walking the walk, that when you open up a little bit, when you shine a light into your life and you, you spotlight the trauma you went through, the lessons you learned, the tools you used to heal, the people that helped you, you are helping other people. Your story is like a lamp to other people's feet. You're only ever a few steps ahead of somebody. And what you are walking through, they might have to walk through too. And what you've already been through, maybe they're in the middle of it. And they need to know that actually there is something further forward. 
there is a way through there is an answer there it's not it's not going to stay like this forever that's the power of sharing your personal life stories and i hang my hat on it every day of the week and i am so passionate that when you open up you get to heal and other people have the opportunity to heal as well and that's why i do what i do and this week has really brought it home to me that there are chapters in my life where i have kept the doors closed maybe because i have not yet healed and this week i've allowed that healing balm to wash over me once again and talk about this time in my life and one lady reached out to me and just said thank you she didn't tell me any details she didn't go into anything else she just said thank you for sharing and that is why we share our stories if one person takes one ounce of comfort then that is the job done and i'm so passionate about this if you want to explore how you can tell your stories then please get in touch if you think you are now ready to talk about your stories get in touch and i'll show you how to do it if you want to tell others and you would love to be a guest here on the podcast get in touch and let's organize it but today remember whatever you've been through the healing that you have achieved could be a signpost for somebody else you could be somebody else's roadmap you could be somebody else's guide out of their problems so don't stay silent find your voice and speak your truth thanks for listening to a little snippet of my story today if you'd like to know more head over to instagram at life chapters pod and tell me your thoughts do you have a story to share Are you brave enough to come here and share with the world what's on your heart? I would love to give you this platform from which to share your life story. Your life chapters are really important and every single one of you deserves to be heard.